the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio Podcast. Well, it seems that there's a new flavor of quarterback that is connected to the Pittsburgh Steelers seemingly every single day. It's Mitchell Trubisky. It's Jameis Winston. It's even Aaron Rodgers for a little bit. It's Russell Wilson. It's Deshaun Watson has made an appearance every once it's in a while. It's basically every it's, quarterback that's available for trade and available via free agency and available in the draft. The Steelers are already a team, on the roster. A team that wants them desperately. That's what has all been reported. I, I saw a list by Jason Lockenfor of CBS saying ranking the top twelve teams in terms of their desperation for a quarterback. Steelers ranked number one. Steelers were number one, really? Number one, yes. Really? Steelers were number one for as far as desperate a quarterback is concerned. I don't know about that. That's what Jason Lockefour said. There's a very, very weird, weird groundswell movement of Mason Rudolph worse than he actually is. That It's very disturbing to me because it's very ignorant and it's just not paying attention to what you're seeing on the field and what you're seeing. Like, understand that, like, I, I know 5-4-1 and one isn't, like, amazing as an NFL quarterback, but, like, winning five games in the NFL is hard as a starting quarterback. Like, it's not an easy task to do. And just because he's not nine and oh mm-hmm. you know doesn't no one's trying to make him out to be the next franchise guy either i think that's fun a little something here but i think jacob that's what happens too is that when people hear people say well rudolph will be the starter next year that well they'll have rudolph start next year they just leap towards well he's not a franchise quarterback he's not ben roethlisberger and it's just like duh no one's arguing that you don't always have to have and you're not always going to have a decades long franchise quarterback multi-decade long a, a, a Rodgers a, a Burrow or a Mahomes oh. or an Allen you're not going to get those but like you can still be competitive with the middle of the pack Steelers did it for years when we were kids before they got Ben Roethlisberger with Maddox and Stewart middle of the pack quarterbacks on good teams that made plays when they had to and Neil O'Donnell for God's sake got, got him to the Super Bowl like it don't have to be you need the Hall of Fame franchise quarterback or you're never going anywhere like you will get more opportunities and you'll have better chances with that franchise Hall of Fame quarterback and that is certainly the way you want to have your team run and have your team operating for a decade but it just ain't gonna happen so it's not like Mason Rudolph for a year or two is this, oh, we all have these fancies that he's going to lead us mm-hmm. to Super Bowls ASAP. No. But I think a year, two years of Mason Rudolph starting, trying to compete as the veteran now that he is, and then you kind of just workshop who do we go out and get, who's available in some drafts coming up. Can we Once we build some draft capital back up, we can use it to trade up in later drafts that quarterback of the future. But it's okay to have Mason Rudolph be the guy next year, yeah. it's not like we're saying we want him to be the next Ben or we think he can be the next Ben. He we're just, just be the guy next year. he can get the job done, where he can, he can play quarterback at a competent level in the NFL. And, and people, I think, just – and this is just the nature of who we are in 2022 as a society. You go on either extreme side of the pole. Like, you're on either side. There's no middle nuanced ground, and that's exactly where you land on Mason Rudolph. He's, he's not going to go 12-5. and five. But he's not going to go 5-12 and 12 either. You know, he's going to find some really nice middle ground. Maybe the defense steps up and wins a couple games. Bob's your uncle. You're 9-8, and eight and you're in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't understand why some people kind of overreact to reality of Mason Rudolph being the starter. It's a great way to put it because I'm not guaranteeing it, but the reality is he's got the best chance of 
anybody to be the starter. Because guess what? Rookies, free agents, He's already on the team. Yes. He's already been with the team now for, what, this is going to be his fourth year? And do you think— Charlie Batch brought this up uh, uh, during the season. Do you think that the Steelers didn't kind of have an aim that he was going to be their guy in 2022 once Ben retired when they signed him to that contract extension last year? Like, you don't need nine backup quarterbacks to those kind of contract no. extensions. But they did, so they were ensuring themselves that when Ben's gone, we have number two on our roster locked up. There's no closed doors, agents getting involved. Well, can we get a one-year deal? How? What's the price? Well, now he's the starter, so maybe the price goes a little bit or he's looking to be a start. Like, don't have to worry about that. He's on roster. It just shows that the team had a vision for him to kind of take on this role for at least a year mm-hmm. after Ben retired. And now that it's playing out, everybody's panicking. But if you just would have paid attention, you would have seen that this is kind of the runway that the players were operating on for years. And that contract extension was just the the fine proof that you needed to say, they think he's going to be the guy because the writing's on the wall. Ben's gone. And if they sign him to that extension, it clearly means that they probably want him to be sticking around and not have to deal with him being in free agency when Ben does hang it up. Why would they put themselves in the position? People are so upset that Mason Rudolph is the only guy on the team right now. Why Which isn't they, true, first of all. He's the only guy under contract, I believe. I don't right, know if, because they got a tender, Dwayne Haskins, Haskins. But they said they're doing it, so it's going to happen. But why would the Steelers, the Steelers of all teams, put themselves in the position where they knew Ben was going to retire soon and they, they were going to have zero backups whatsoever? Right? Why? Why not? <clears throat> Extend that contract for Mason when you knew Ben was going to retire. If they didn't do that, the Steelers would absolutely, Jason Lockett would be spot on, the most desperate team for a quarterback because they would have none. They would have no one. They'd have to tender Haskins. They'd have to re sign Rudolph. Like there would be the cup completely empty. You know, Colbert said we want to go into training camp with four. We've got two. It'd be zero right now if it wasn't for that signing. And I agree it would make them the most desperate, but right now they're not that desperate. Like, I know we can't say for sure yet because it's been tendered, but like they've got two quarterbacks, one a former first-round pick, one a third-round pick that the Steelers had a first-round grade on, competing for their starting job at mm-hmm. camp. So I want to go. Uh, uh, there's not many like uh, teams that need quarterbacks. I'll, pretty good scenario. I'll a go... first-round pick and a third-round pick who had a first-round grade competing. I'll go through the list. The rest of the list were 13 teams. The guy or Jason Lockenfor listed. Buccaneers at two makes a lot of sense. Because Blaine Gap backup. Yeah, but they have so many attractive pieces to land someone big, uh, sure. a big fish. But yeah, that's that. Makes but they, in terms of needing, they do not have. Do you think a, Blaine Gabbert's? Do no. you think you should be more desperate if you have Blaine Gabbert than Mason Absolutely. Rudolph? Right, hundred uh, percent. The Panthers with Sam Darnold. I'd rather have Rudolph than Sam Darnold right now. The Saints with Taysom Hill. That's not Taysom a. That's just stinks. not a quarterback. I think Sean Payton literally. New Orleans on purpose because he was staring at Taysom Hill in the face. The Commanders because all you have right now is Haneke. That's th- okay. There's the first one where I'd actually start to wonder is he better than Rudolph? Okay, that's fair. But that's the first one, and yeah. we're at six, right? Like it's seventh. You know what? It's just the sexy thing to put the Steelers at number one. Sure. That, oh, it's the Steelers. Steel- that'll get me clicks. Put the Steelers up. Who's also on the list, but farther down for the counts. They should be on the they list. Should, they That's should. a spi- I like that one looking for. That's a spicy meatball right there. That's a spicy meatball. So how do you possibly fathom that Blaine Gabbert, you feel safer with him than you do with Mason Rudolph? Uh, 
are they trying to if he's trying to make the point that the Buccaneers roster, offensive line, receiver, although they got to bring Godwin back and who knows what Gronk's going to do. Their defense I don't see Gronk coming back with I don't either. Tom. I don't either. Their defense is being is is really good. It's top tier defense. Maybe they're saying, well, they could get away with hiding a Blaine Gabbert, so it's not as desperate as the Steelers are. But the Steelers have a really good running back, and mm-hmm. they have a really good defense, and they have young wide receivers that have a lot of potential. And the offensive line is up, but it's got potential to get better, and they're going to sign people to make it better this offseason or draft people to make it better. And then you add on top of that that I think Rudolph's probably a better quarterback than Blaine Gabbert. So I just don't see any real logic behind making them the most desperate team no, other than – Oh, I can write an article on Pittsburgh Steelers. Or I can trash team. the Steelers, right? Because even I don't though, know if he's trashing them to be I don't fair. know if you're trashing them, but people, it's I think— It's more like trashing Rudolph. People kind of relish the opportunity so much like they do with the Cowboys because I think everyone loves to trash on the Cowboys. But whenever the Steelers aren't at their best, people are like, oh, oh, look, the Steelers aren't aren't the team. They're yeah, not like doing the weird, best like, thing right now. Mm, told you they weren't that good. Told you they were overrated. It's like, okay, buddy, like, keep rooting for the Lions. Keep rooting for the exactly. Lions. Exactly. Like, so, like, get back to us when we have consecutive losing seasons, let alone one losing season. You're not going to stop hearing about this stuff until a draft pick is made, another quarterback signed, and there's four on the roster. Because, like we said, it's sexy, it gets clicks. You talk about the Steelers. On Get Up this week, for two days, the Steelers quarterback situation was one of the topics that they were debating about. Ryan Clark said, if the if Mason's the starter I for the Steelers, believe, I cannot believe what he said about this. Yeah, if he, he said he was going to like throw away all of his jerseys. No, he said if if Mason Rudolph is the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year, then they are no longer the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I don't think that the trademark runs out if Mason Rudolph is the is the starting quarterback. Tell I me think what, what was Steelers. your opinion, Ryan Clark, in twenty nineteen? Were you not a fan of the team then when they were eight and five at one point? I just don't understand. First of all. Ryan Clark's not a fan of the Steelers. He's a former player of the Steelers. But if you're a fan... And, but he's a fan. But if you're a fan and you say... Well, I'm going to tell you why he's not a fan. If you're really a fan and you say, if so-and-so is my quarterback, I'm no longer rooting for this team, get the hell off my bandwagon, buddy. Who the heck are you? You root for your team in good times and in bad times. And we stuck with that team in yes, 2019. Yes, Stuck with them in 2012 and 2013 with... It team, was and the team brutal was... in 2019 when they were 8-5 and five and you could see the collapse coming. I mean, it was just brutal not being able to beat the Jets when that's really all you needed to do to get into the playoffs is beat the Jets and then beat the Baltimore Ravens B squad. Couldn't do it. I mean, it was frustrating, but you're right. You stick with them. And something that I've heard said by a few people but not many, and you hear comments from Watt, Aji saying things like, yeah, we need to get a quarterback or or, or you hear Ryan Clark say things like, oh, if, if he's the starter, I'm not going to be a fan. Where is the building up of Mason Rudolph? Where is the confidence in him? We finally heard it with Colbert mm-hmm. saying that if the season started today, Mason would be a starting quarterback and we're comfortable with him winning games for us. Where is that going to start coming? Like, ex-players, fans that are in the media like Clark, Stephen A. Smith, uh, current players, like, I understand if deep down in your soul you don't think Mason can do it. And Watt and Najee, you might know because you see the guy every day in practice. Mm-hmm. I, I trust your opinion. But you don't have to say the loud part or the quiet part out, out loud. loud. Just give him some some BS jargon. Try to build this guy up because who knows? Maybe an offseason of confidence where Mason looks out to first glance and he sees Ryan Clark and Stephen A. Smith saying they're not the people. 
if he's the starter. Maybe if he looks into his locker room and he sees guys like Watt and Najee say, I don't care what anybody says. This is my quarterback. We know what Mason can do. If he's the starter next year, guess he's what? My guy. We're going to win games with sure. him as our starter next year. Maybe that can build a guy up. I think you're seeing that with the Penguins a little bit, with Jari. Terrible, terrible pen- playoff blunder by him. The town wanted him to be gone. Every single player, management, coach, all offseason. Back to Jari's him. our guy. Jari's our guy. We're very confident in Jari. It's one series. It doesn't mean anything. He has had one of the better seasons in the NHL so far as a goalie. And a lot of that has to do with confidence from his team. So I'd, I'd like to see more of that being applied to Mason. towards Mason Rudolph from fans, from current players, from former players in the media that say they're fans. I'd just like to see, you don't have to, oh, he's the best. I'm going to be the parade bearer for Mason Rudolph. But just say, he's won games before. He's competent. Let's just see what he can do. And we know that he can at least win a game for you because we've seen it happen. You'd like to just see more and more of that. I think the problem here is... And the face has been incredibly toxic. You guys, right now, I'm talking to you right now. You're stupid about this Mason Rudolph thing. Like, I think the problem is... like It's not life and death if he's no, the starting quarterback. And that's what people are making it to be. I think the problem here is if the Steelers do acquire a bigger name, maybe not even like the likes of Jimmy G, but maybe even so, if it's Jimmy G, then you'll start to hear everyone say, oh, okay, now I can get behind the guy. I just think for some reason there's this extreme lack of confidence in Mason. And I think you're kind of hinting at, or poking around what is the underlying thing there is that they want the other guy. They want the right. Rodgers. Once they the other the guy comes in. Or once they start signing elsewhere. And once, you know then well, not even that. Down. Uh, maybe, maybe if the other guys go elsewhere, because and right it looks now like it's, it's like, well, why can't you go out and get Jameis? Because Jameis is available. So when Jameis signs back with the Saints, then it'd be calming down a little bit because people can't get him anymore. But or if they go out, like you said, and they grab Jimmy G or something like that, then maybe they'll calm down and start backing him. But till that point, you these should, names you should are not, still you out should there. Should not be so not necessarily anti-Mason, but. Should be a little more pro Mason. That's the thing. You don't want to be anti Mason. No, I'm not saying they are, but you don't want to come across as if you are anti Mason by saying, well, when Jay and TJ said there are a lot of good quarterbacks out there. That's true, but you also have a quarterback on your roster that you could probably win some football. Of games course, with. but that's what I'm saying is you can you can make that kind of comment saying there are a lot of good quarterbacks out there, but Mason right now is our guy. Now, unfortunately, the rumors are just going to spread about those quarterbacks being linked to the Steelers. And a San Francisco reporter has come out recently and stated that he believes by the end of either next week or soon, Jimmy Garoppolo will be traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, If you can get Jimmy Garoppolo in a trade for a fifth or sixth round pick, and I don't know what his contract would demand right now. It's probably, honestly, not the most affordable but it's certainly probably not going to break the bank either. If you if you could just float around a fifth or a sixth for him, get him from San Francisco on the cheap, bring that body into camp to compete, veteran than Mitchell Trubisky, obviously got a lot more uh, winning experience under his belt being he's gone to a Super Bowl and two NFC Championship games already. That might be a little bit more of a, a boost as far as the veteran presence to compete during training camp than, than a Trubisky say, but it's got to be about the price with Jimmy G. It can't it can't come with anything higher than a fifth or, or a fourth round pick on it because you just need those picks too much. You got too many holes that you need to fill in, and quite frankly, he's just not worth 
He's no, just I don't not think worth, it's worth a, it. a higher pick than probably fifth round to me. So people people's big mark on Jimmy G is his quarterback win percentage. Either you're in the camp of, look at him, he's a winner, or you're on the opposite side of saying, well, quarterback wins are kind of like a weird stat because they're one of 22 guys out there. It's different in the like all-team sport. It's Yeah, right. It's different when it's hockey and you're the only guy allowing points to be scored on you. If you're a goalie. If you're a goalie. It's different when you're a pitcher. You're the guy throwing the ball. Yeah, you're getting the hits on you directly. It's your fault completely. So quarterback wins can kind of be inflated a little bit. Yeah, now throw, I now You can throw five picks and your team could win the game 3 nothing. You can. Like, now, I like a lot more fourth quarter comebacks, game-winning drives yes. as a as a a quantitative measure stick, of, yes. of a quarterback's ability to win. Just because they got the win doesn't mean it's all on their shoulders. So just because Jimmy G has all these wins, are they really that more impressive than the wins that Mason Rudolph has had here? I don't know if that's the case. He just has had more opportunity. And let's be very, very honest. He has the best offensive lineman in football in Trent Williams. Jimmy sure. G does. He's got that, a great defense. That just makes his offensive line mm-hmm. better because of Williams' presence there, and it's already good anyway. Uh, Alex Mack, the center, really good center there. The running game not only is great with the backs that they have, but it's revolutionary because of the coach and the scheme. And not only, that, scheme from not only that, but because of the backs that they have. They, they've gone without their starter for the, major, or for the majority of the season the last, I think, three years. Yeah, They don't have their number one guy out there because he gets injured no matter who it is. And they're going with the backups, and they're still as good of a running offense as they're up there with Baltimore. And they're doing it. They're doing it with significantly less catchy names. And you get to the point where Shanahan says, "Well, all my running backs are hurt. Elijah Mitchell's playing well, but I really need a big time playmaker to be operating behind this zone run scheme. I'm going to put my wide receiver Debo Samuel in the backfield and have him be a running back for six, seven snaps a game." Debo Samuel. I think he's a great receiver, is not talked about the same way if he's on another team. I agree with that because I don't think he's used in the same way. Right. But uh, as is the case with the league, I bet you see more and more receivers line up in the sure. now. Claypool is doing it for a time. I think you should. I, I, I think you know people dip their toes with jet sweeps and stuff, but like Debo Samuel was legitimately hands on the knees right. behind Jimmy Garoppolo playing. I think the only other guy is Cordero Patterson, Patterson in, yeah. in Atlanta. And those two... Just both of them had a great season this mm-hmm. year and really show. I mean, I looked at Spot Track. Cordell Patterson is going to make like eight, nine million dollars per year Good because of this renaissance of a career he's had as saying, hey, I don't have to just be a wide receiver. You know, my hands aren't the best. Guess what? Just hand me the ball. I'll take it from there because I'm real. One of the things that Patterson did the best early in his career was kick returns and punt returns. He was just so good with the ball in his hands. On every team that he played for. And it's kind of like this it's getting to that point where so obviously sitting hitting you right in the face you're just like oh i don't have to throw the ball 10 yards down the field to get it to debo samuel i can literally walk two yards backwards and hand it off to him and it's a lot more high percentage that i get it and he's probably going to make a decent play out of it because he is one of the best playmakers on the field so all of this kind of a side tangent that we went on illustrates all of the greatness that is around jimmy sanford that like you were saying brings that win percentage way up, inflates it a little too much, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, to a point where it's deceiving and to a point where saying 
oh, he's got a great win percentage, he's a winner, is kind of intellectually dishonest. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, you can't tell me that this, the Niners got to the Super Bowl in 2019, nearly got there a second time uh, in 2021 because of Jimmy G. I mean, they, I, nothing to take away, not to take away from the Niners at all, but it was because Aaron Rodgers laid maybe the biggest out of his career against the Niners in the divisional round. I mean, this guy has been talking since he got drafted how much he hates the Niners, how much he's going to make them regret it. He goes 0-4. <laughs> and in the, the last game, he, he finally has his home field advantage, which he's been waiting for his entire career, and he puts up 10 points. Because the last two years ago, they went to San Fran and just got right. boat raced by him. I mean, it wasn't even close. They were uh, I forget who the running back. It was Mostert, I think, ran for like 200 them in that game but this wasn't i mean I, i'm again i'm not taking away from san francisco but, but no this was more green bay let them win yeah kind of and then green the, Bay just didn't do the normal green bay thing and say yeah, their whole playoff run mm-hmm. in dallas dallas played like crap that game. dallas had the I mean, biggest half of the playoffs terribly that game right the biggest gap of yeah, the playoffs yeah. with that, that snap and they were gonna cut they were having a chance to come back and win despite playing because you know what san francisco is not really good enough to put teams away like that and then you go to green bay and like you said they handed it to him Go to the Rams game. Uh, Matt Stafford is now getting that Hall of Fame talk, borderline all-time great. He's got a Super Bowl ring. Jacob, he threw an interception that was literally just dropped mm-hmm. by the San Francisco 49ers. If that defensive back makes the play that he makes nine times out of ten in his sleep, but for whatever reason just dropped there, Jimmy G probably wins that NFL championship game and goes to another Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, you always point to Niners games, and the plays that win them are not made by Jimmy G, right? It was the blocked punt against the Green Bay Packers that mm-hmm. you pointed to. Uh, the game that the play that lost against the Bills, the, the, the dropped interception, the Packers. The, oh, sorry, the Packers. Yeah. The dropped interception that would have been the one that won them the game, not anything Jimmy G did. In fact, when Jimmy G got the ball back for a chance to to drive down the field for glory, he just was getting wrecked by right. Donald twenty four seven. So. It's very misleading to just look at Jimmy G and say, well, this guy's a winner. I'm on my team. And to put a bow on him, anything lower than fifth round just ain't going to be worth it. You just want this guy to keep. And the other thing is you don't want to invest too much into him because you don't want to just overpay this guy or overpay for this guy and then feel obligated to have to play him when Mason Rudolph could realistically just beat him out. So here's my question to to end the Jimmy G conversation. Who do you think could, with Steelers roster, who could win more games for the Steelers in 2022, Jimmy G or, or Mason? I here's, pro- the, here's the problem, Tom, is that we don't even know, and that's the problem with people wanting Jimmy G so much badly, more so than want Mason Rudolph, is can you really tell me he's going to win more games with this team? I was going to say the same. I was going to say probably they would probably so end up So why same. go out and spend more money on Jimmy G when you already have a to guy who could probably win you the, the same, same amount? Yeah. You shouldn't. Uh, the other flavor I saw being tossed out there, Carson Wentz out of Indianapolis. You know, the Colts trade so much to get him from the Eagles' first-round pick, bring him in. The Eagles, the team that got the Colts' first-round pick, ends up making the playoffs this year, whereas the Colts were at home because they couldn't beat the Jaguars on the final week of the season. So they lose their first-round pick to a team that made the playoffs, and that quarterback is just... That Jacksonville game, I think, really amplified this whole can you trust Carson Wentz? Because I don't know if you he can. was having a boneheaded season at times, but he was having kind of a decent. He, there was a stretch in the season where he was like the most 
pass attempts in a row without being intercepted. Like, he was playing okay football for the Colts, and then you lose that game in Jacksonville that you can't lose, and then it's fire and pitchforks. And and if he wins that game, I bet that they're not even thinking about moving on from him. Like, if the Colts get past Jacksonville, even if they lose in the first round of the playoffs, I bet that they're still like, oh, great, we got into the playoffs after a terrible start to the season. Carson's our quarterback, and we're moving on. But now, now if you lose to the Jags and you don't get in, a lot of talk about them wanting to move on from you. And I actually saw a, a from Kabali that uh, said if Carson Wentz is available at the right price or even better, potentially becomes a free agent, he would be a slam dunk almost for the Steelers. And I do think he'd be better than Jimmy G. Let's start there. He'd be better, I, better than, better Jimmy, than G. Jimmy G. Better but than Mason, at the, probably. At the price, though? Because that probably gets second, third round pick, right? They'll probably get something like that for Wentz. Like maybe. And so, am I willing to spend to get rid of my potential second or third round pick who could be a starter for the next five years when Wentz, I don't know if he lasts more than three years, That's five the thing, years max? Too. He looks like he's smart every time he moves. Right. Like he's just not. And you want to talk about mobility? Sure, he's mobile ish, but he just looks like he's in pain every time he runs now. He's not. He's not the the mobile quarterback he was back in I Philly earlier. I where he would take think, off and run for 15 yards. I don't think he's been the same since the season they won the Super Bowl. And he got really badly injured. He just and, hasn't. and like what week 16 or yeah, 17 or something ACL, like that. I think it was. Yeah. I don't think he's. I don't think he's been the same guy since. Hasn't really been able to recapture that MVP caliber performance he was having. I think if season. he finished out the season, he would have won. A- see it though. Like you can still see moments he drops back to pass even last year, and the, he has a rocket launcher on his arm and you're like wow that guy's an NFL quarterback he looks like the part but consistency's not there and he just he just makes a lot of head scratching kind of falling sure. down in the end zone and throw it up for grabs type of plays that that worries you but i do think he would be an upgrade over rudolph and if you want to throw jimmy g in there as far as who would you but if i'm thinking long term i'd rather keep my Mason draft rudolph. capital yes that that could potentially be a starter on this team for five years at a position other than the quarterback. We're talking about the quarterback so much because this is Ben. Why race out there for options that aren't as good when you can wait maybe one more year and you have guys coming out of the draft or guys who are not necessarily free agents right now but could be free agents in a year from now? And you'd much rather have those. Why be so eager to pull the trigger now? You shouldn't. Just because it's the first year, you don't have end. You shouldn't. You know, you you don't want to fall into that trap. You right? Know? If it's if it's like a year from now and it's Derek Carr who we're talking about, I'll have that conversation. Absolutely. Then. I mean, you want me to give you a third round pick? I'll give you a. Th- Price is probably going to be higher for Derek Carr. Yeah, I think. Well, as of right, it's for right now it'd be a first round pick. I bet. Yeah. It would have to be something like that. The guy was fifth in the league in passing yards this year, and it led his team to the playoffs. So that's going to be when a they were of a price. when they were completely complete counted, disarray, complete disarray, yeah, too, completely counted just, out of things. So. Carson Wentz, you know, I just don't think that that's going to end up working out price slash draft capital wise. But it is interesting that his name is now being floated out out there and thrown into that free agency uh, carousel. You know, it's becoming quite a thing, isn't it, in the NFL? This quarterback carousel in the off season. Mm-hmm. I think last year was where it really hit its peak with the Stafford and Goff trade, and you know, people like Carson Wentz going to Indianapolis. Like, it was. It's almost like an arms race. It, it, no pun intended. A cold intended. war. Yeah, but with the NFL. And I think you're seeing it. There's not as many stars this year until Russell Wilson gets traded or Aaron Rodgers decides to leave. But 
I think you're seeing kind of a new trend in the NFL where it's almost hot MLB hot stoveish, where these quarterbacks are going to be on the. You're going to see quarterbacks on the move in off seasons, and yeah. you'll have big names, you'll have middle names, and you'll have small names. But there's going to be a lot of quarterback movement and exchanging around this league. I um, mean, a team, even if they keep the other 21 starting pieces, the one that you're always going to talk about is the quarterback. And quickly on the Colts and how they potentially wanted to de- want to deal Carson Wentz. If I was in the GM's chair. I'd hold on to him until after the draft. I'd wait to see who missed a quarterback. Panthers, who are commanders, now, who are now more desperate than they were exactly. before the so draft. So I wouldn't. I I'd have feelers out right now, and I, I think that's what they're doing. You know, get the news out. Hey, Wentz might be on the block, but I'd hold on to him until the draft. Mm-hmm. So when the Panthers come away without any quarterback, you can call them and be like, "Really want to go with Sam Darnold again this year?" Or when the Commanders get uh, traded up in front of by another. And pick it gets taken from them, and they don't get the quarterback. That and they're left panicky. Yeah, and then you can call them and be like, "You guys were ready to win if you got your guy, and you didn't. How about a second round pick for Carson Wentz? Maybe throwing some cash our way to help us with the cap too. Like, get these teams desperate, and that's where I think mm-hmm. the Colts will strike. So, I think that ends up making the Steelers kind of not, because I, I, at that point, I'm assuming Rodgers will have landed somewhere, whether it be retirement, Green Bay, or new team. And I'm assuming we probably find out more about Russell Wilson, too, by that point, if he's really going to be on the block or how many trades. So sure. there's a, a, a four-month-from-now landscape where I could see Carson Wentz being the most prized commodity on the quarterback trade market. But we'll see. that being said, Russell Wilson got uh, fire to the smoke of him wanting a trade. That's going to be yeah. hell of stakes because i got to be honest with you, Rodgers— MVP back to back, great, great quarterback. You got you rather have Russ, younger. Yeah, younger and heads on straight. Exactly, that's probably the biggest part of it. We're not talking the offseason about how great Aaron Rodgers is. We're talking about all the off field distractions going on. Pat McAfee show and, and teasing that he's going to announce his his move in 2022, and then just saying he's been vomiting controlledly for five days straight on a cleanse. Like, it's going to be a lot of fun. This offseason, but sure. it's also going to be a lot of pull your hair out when it comes to these rumors and right. the Steelers being linked to you quarterbacks. You won't be so. satisfied until the the deal is. Yeah. Been so try to try pen, to pen to paper. Try to zone out the Conforas, Try to zone out the Clarks and the Vinays. Trying to get you riled up. They'll never be Steelers fans again if this happens. The Steelers are the most desperate team to get this. Just breathe and just kind of like fall back and ride the wave because I promise you the ocean will spit you out on the shores of the 2022 season eventually the quarterback is so there's also, no real need to panic for no reason really quickly on ryan clark this is the third time he's made that threat he made it twice during <laughs> his, he's made it twice during the regular season when he said these are not the Brooks Steelers anymore <laughs> so he said it and then they went on a five game or a four game win streak he said We're now good. they are the Steelers <laughs> and then they went on like a th- what two game streak. okay no that's it no they're not Steelers again and if mason Rudolph's <laughs> it no i'm not doing it again <laughs> Well, that'll do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Always appreciate you guys listening. Always a lot of fun. For Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Arman, and we'll talk to you next week on a fresh batch of episodes.